0: Biggest games. Recky for three, got it to go.
1: The most compelling stories. Three of the former players at sons were on this uh, particular Monroe team.
0: The area's best high school sports coverage.
2: Throws it down with two hands, the whole hoop is shaking. That's a 10. That's
3: a 10, baby.
0: This is Zimbra honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app and Wisconsin On Demand.
2: This presentation of Prep Mania, the celebration edition live from Pat Squall's Cantina in Verona. Oh baby, what a night we have ahead and in store for you <laughs> from 6 to 8 tonight as we reflect on what was the 2023 WIAA high school football season. How you doing everybody? Hope you're having a terrific, what day is it today? Wednesday evening. Hump Day. Hump Day. I'm Alex Stroh, <laughs> alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semrau, with me. As always, Dennis, I, I've already had a taco. How are you doing over there? I haven't even started yet. So, in between, hear some crunching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you might, you, might have self-self to, self-self. you might have to get right in there uh, mid-segment. Well, uh, a big show in store for you tonight. Here's what we've got planned. So we've got the two of us. We've got our other two play-by-play guys that will join us at 7 o'clock. Hunter Vaughn and Jesse Nelson will join us to kick off the 7 o'clock hour. Within the 6 o'clock hour, we will talk to three area high school football head coaches. Coming up next, we will talk to the local state champion, Dave Pulls from Lodi, will join us about 6.10 tonight. Jason Becker from Stoughton, following their furthest run ever into the playoffs, all the way to level four under Coach Becker. He'll join us about 6.30. Historic historic indeed. And at 6.45, Brian Kaminsky, the head coach of Sun Prairie East, also the president of the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association, will join us about 6.45 tonight here at Pasquale's Cantina in Verona. 7 o'clock hour, I mentioned it, Jesse Nelson, Hunter Vaughn, the Four of us will recap the season that was, and Dennis will pick who his favorite is of the three of us. Got to pick your favorite child. Pat Rice of Wana Key will join us in the seven o'clock hour, coming off of a state runner-up finish in Division Two, and we will wrap up the high school football season. All still ahead tonight on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prepmania. Well, Dennis, it's in the books. We made it.
1: It's cold enough out there. We know now that we're, we're done. <laughs> we're done with the overlap part with basketball and hockey and wrestling and everything starting a couple of weeks ago. But uh, hard to believe, 16 weeks ago, whatever, we were uh, doing preseason and coaches' shows and looking ahead to uh, nine weeks, and I figured out that uh, this fall I had 30 football games I did between the ones I wrote for the newspaper and what I did for ESPN. Wow. And uh, including the all seven at state, uh, two on air and five with the stats crew, so... Got to see some just incredible football, and, and coaches retiring, players moving on, you know, it's a senior class, and Dave Paul's announcing he was going to retire, and went out a senior, with a, with a senior, with his son yeah. Brady, and, and yeah. that whole group that he's known since T-ball days, when he started coaching them, not alone in youth football, so, uh, always good to have a state champion, and just to get teams to Camp Randall, that whole experience. You know, kids get to go to games with their parents, and you get to come down the tunnel where the Badgers are, and I always say that, you know, you could find a facility that might be more suited for the championships, that you would pack the place with ten to 12,000, and over the Key I believe, was over 8,000. It was one of the best uh, sessions ever, but there's just that mystique about Camp Randall Stadium where the Badgers and the best facility, and the only other place would be Lambeau Field you know, to that. play in the state. So, uh, and it's great. To some of the guys that then end up playing for the Badgers and uh, Mason Lane. Yeah, prefer to walk, walk on, on from Lodi Wisconsin. So.
2: four touchdown performance, three through the air, one on the ground, and an interception in the state championship Oh Yeah, game.
1: yeah. Just uh, not too many quarterbacks these days get to play both ways. No. The coaches worry about them especially because uh, you got so many dual threat quarterbacks there taking hits on offense do you want to take hits on d2 but I tell you Mason just uh,
2: yeah wow yeah. You great players make great plays in big games, and uh, he is the epitome of that. We are live at Pasquale's Cantina in Verona. Beautiful location. We've got our buffet in front of us that Dennis is about to dive into in the middle of this commercial break. We've got the tacos. We've got the famous guac and chips. We've got the salsas. We've got everything. They cater. They do dine-in. They're de- delicious. They've got the great margaritas, too, not to mention. We're not having any of those until 8 o'clock once our show is over. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, not afraid to mention <laughs> those the, also exist if you're interested. in. Pasquals Cantina in Middleton and Verona. Check them out at pasqualscantina.com. All right, what will reflect throughout the night tonight, Dennis? Give me the best game we saw this year. What was the best game we saw? Last one I got to do, Wanakee and Badger,
1: Division Two game, Division Two state championship game. And we had a lot of good ones, but that one went right down to the end. Coach deciding, let's go for two, let's go for the win. Didn't get it, but uh, yeah, we saw a state record. The quarterback for you know Key had a great Tied the day, state record. And, and he also
2: saw a state record for Badger, most, most rushing, rushing yards. yards.
1: Yeah, and a team to do that against Wanakee, that was incredible. As sure great was. as their defense was all year, but J.P. Uh,
2: Doyle was just outstanding. He sure was. He sure was. And you are all always outstanding, the Dean Dennis Semra, Alex Strofe with you. Plenty more fun to come tonight. Coming up next, we will chat with the aforementioned state champion, the retiring Dave Poles, the head coach of Lodi, his last game. Division 4 state championship game, a big win over my high school's arch rival Luxembourg Casco. So I wasn't too oh, mad about that you one. You love that. I one. wasn't too mad about that one. But before we do that, i got to tell you about our presenting sponsor all year long. And that is our friends at Zimbra Condo, where for 50 years they've provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbra Conda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbra Conda in Madison today. Or head to their website, ZimbraConda.com, to search current inventory. Dave Poles of Lodi joins us next at ZimbraConda's presentation of Prep Mania.
0: You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand.
2: Zim presentation of Prep Mania rolls out here on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. I'm Alex Strope, alongside the legendary Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semra. But maybe I shouldn't call you legendary right now, Dennis, because we're talking to El Champion right now. That is Dave Poles, the head coach of Lodi, Division Four state champions, joins us now. Dave, uh, we were talking off the air a little bit. Been a crazy couple of weeks for you. How are you following the state championship win two weeks ago at Camp Randall?
4: Well, uh, obviously, uh, you know the the uh, the joy and the uh, excitement and the adrenaline and everything is is still there. It's it's worn off a little bit, but um, uh, it's just almost surreal yet to believe that uh, that it kind of went down the way it did and uh, that we stayed healthy through the whole season and the kids stayed focused and uh, uh, they found ways to overcome some different adversity that we had throughout the season and and then to have one of the most beautiful. Uh, days to have a state championship game on a Thursday, <laughs> with uh, 48, 50 fifty-degree weather, uh, just just an amazing, amazing run, and uh, so proud of our kids and our coaches and our community and our parents and coaching staff. And it's just been uh, it's been absolutely uh, one of the greatest things I've ever experienced in my life.
1: You know, you should probably have gone to Vegas afterwards with everything that went in your favor, all the the good things. But yeah, yeah you know, take us through after. The state championship, what what it was like to I mean the whole the whole experience, you know, a fire truck on the way home or what what was that whole yeah. night? Did anybody so, sleep that night? <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, it was it was interesting. No, we didn't sleep much. Uh, we I think we got to bed about by the time we got out of the gym from the pep rally. I think it was about oh one thirty, quarter to two. So we went to my house, to my garage, and to make some pizzas and get some food because we hadn't eaten since about noon, uh, and I think. We went to bed probably about four in the morning and then uh, we all got up eight o'clock in the morning and uh, headed down to, uh, headed down to Madison to go to the uh, state football game. So, uh, so yeah, we didn't get much sleep, but it was awesome. It was worth it. Um, It was an interesting situation just because, you know, uh, in 15, we, we were fortunate enough to get down there and got the, you know, got the silver ball. And um, so, you know, it's not quite as much hoopla uh, as, as, uh, as expected. Uh, but still nice, uh, you know, a nice experience it was great. I mean, we broke the seal. We got through to that level and we found out that it could be done. And in 17, you know, we had that crazy overtime game. And um, I didn't know, you know, this first time we'd done that. So uh, first time we had a championship in Madison uh, that was, uh, you know, one of the uh, the higher level sports other than, you know, when, when wrestling won back in the day uh, for Team State. So we didn't really have a protocol. We didn't really have a system. So uh, I just remember Vince Briney coming down into the locker room in 15 and say, Hey, by the way, uh, get the guys on the bus as soon as you can. We're having a pep rally in the gym. As soon as you guys get back, <laughs> and I was like, what? This was not on the agenda. So, uh, In hindsight, I was really glad that he did that. It was an excellent, excellent experience. And, uh, you know, we're just so fortunate to live within 25, 30 minutes of Camp Randall uh, that we were able to do that, unlike some, a lot of other schools that have traveled so far. So we were really – that really kind of set the precedent that that was what would be done. And so I kind of knew that coming in that we were going to do that. Um, And we had a a nice – we had fire trucks and people out in the streets uh, on our way out of town, uh, which was amazing. That didn't happen the first time or second time. Uh, and then, you know, the fire trucks, uh, that they met us, uh, by the, uh, by Dane. And we have a lot of kids that live in the uh, small village of Dane. And so, uh, we got a escort all through there and back home here and, and got off and into the gym and, uh, uh, just had a really awesome celebration of the season and of the community and of the kids and the seniors and the players and the coaches, the band, the cheerleaders, the administrator. It was just an amazing, amazing thing. And it just, uh, I, I hope and pray and wish that every community can experience that at some point in their in their uh, existence because, uh, man, does it really bring a community up and, and really gets the, the the positive vibes going throughout the town.
2: Lodi Head Coach Dave Poles with us here on Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. Uh, well, Mr. Do-It-All, Mason Lane, had a pretty good state championship game, Dave. Uh, four total touchdowns yes. on offense and interception on defense. Now, earlier today, Announces he will be a preferred walk-on at safety, playing at Camp Randall Stadium for the Badgers. Uh, obviously, you got to be thrilled for for him after a terrific year.
4: Oh yes, hundred um, percent. I'm actually I'm actually happy he announced that. He told me uh, a day or two ago, and I kind of it's kind of tough to keep a secret like that. So <laughs> I, I think I did a pretty good job. I only I think I only told my wife, and we didn't even tell my son Brady. So. Um, so I'm glad that that's out there. And yes, very, very proud of Mason. Uh, he's an amazing, amazing young man. I'm glad that he's living out his dream of uh, you know getting to, to uh, Wisconsin, to the Badgers, and have an opportunity to show what he's all about. He knows it's going to be a tough uphill grind, and uh, he's going to have to work his tail off. But if there's anybody that can do it, he can do it. Uh, just having him as a leader in this school, in this football program, in the wrestling program, in the baseball program, in the locker room, in the wrestling or in the weight room um he just he couldn't ask for a better kid great family um, great friends with my son and all of the uh, senior boys um just a very business-like man all the time doesn't do a lot of uh goofing around screwing around he's he's a nutrition freak he's uh a weight room freak he's uh, a, a speed and agility guy um and just an amazing amazing young man amazing human being and he has the talent uh, to play at a D one level, uh, and uh, God willing and and health wise, uh, if he has his opportunity, he's gonna he's gonna show some people that uh, that they made a good decision.
1: Yeah, so. I, I see him coming in as an athlete. You you look at what he did on both sides of the ball for you. I mean, not too many quarterbacks get to uh, play defense in a state championship game, especially as you get to the bigger schools. And uh, I wanted to mention. Um, we talked about this back in 17, the guys that were your water boys, your ball boys, the five guys, uh, the Clemens brothers, Josh Klon, uh, Mason, and Brady. What was that like? Uh, because all five of those guys were major players in the state championship game. What, uh, six years after there were sixth graders kind of yeah. chasing the dream. Yeah, yeah,
4: that's that's kind of a storybook deal, too. Uh yeah, the uh, the fact that that worked out that way is is obviously amazing. And yes, all five of those young men were absolutely critical components of this team, as along with a lot of other guys. But uh, uh, defensively, Kyler, Kyler, Brady, and Crew. Um, at that linebacker position with jace kalinsky were were the heart and soul of our, our defensive uh, squad um you know mason didn't wasn't asked to do a lot uh and a lot of games because we had coverage on the outside we've taken care of things in the middle he was kind of our center fielder but boy did mason step up and make some huge plays in that state championship game um i've seen a few pictures i've, I've watched the video a few times but uh, when he comes through and knocks that one ball down and when he get, he grabs that interception right out of that kid's hands, I was like, this boy came to play. So, um, yeah, just, uh, kind of a surreal thing. Um, you know, one of my greatest memories of 2017 state championship was after we got the trophy and, uh, I found my son and, and gave him a big hug was probably the best memory of that experience after the game was over. And then, um, you know, and then, you know, six years later, seven years later, and, uh, and giving him a hug after he just won the state championship, along with multiple other people I gave hugs to, uh, was very, very memorable as well. Plus, it was uh, it was the first and last um, uh, Gatorade ice water bucket <laughs> over my head yeah. that I've ever had, first time and last time. So it was pretty cool having that, but thank God it was 50 degrees out. Otherwise, <laughs> I'd have been a little cold. So just amazing.
2: Yeah, Dave, you mentioned that moment you have with Brady after the game. I know Dennis, who was on the call that game, he was a little emotional thinking about coaching his kids, and you just talked about it a little bit. But bring us into that moment. What was that What was that like for you? Were you, were you shedding tears like Dennis was up in the booth?
4: Well, it's funny. Uh, you know, Brady and I have gone through uh, some emotions, you know, over the last, you know, three years, two years, one year, whatever, at different times, and we both talked about it. And after, Actually, after the game, we were just – in a state of just absolute exhilaration and adrenaline and shock and awe and just amazement, and we really did never. We never really broke down and had a a lot of tears. We were just on top of the world, and we talked about it in the locker room after the game, and he goes, Dad, I thought, he's like, I envisioned this moment for like the last six years, and I just thought, I thought for sure I would be, falling like a baby and I said man I thought the same thing and I said here we are we're not crying we're just laughing and giggling and, and yelling and smiling and man we're just so grateful and so thankful for everything that's transpired and all the people around us and all of the support that everybody has given uh, not only the football program but just my my family personally too over the years uh, from the Lodi community so it's just amazing amazing place to live and and uh, teach and coach, and I uh, just can't say enough about it. But uh, but yeah, the uh, the emotions. Um, you know, we have our moments at home, and we just look at each other like, "Hey, hey, we're hey, you know, we're state champs." Oh yeah, that's right, we're state champs. So uh, it's kind of fun to giggle around and, and goof around like that. But uh, yeah, um, couldn't be prouder of these kids. Couldn't be prouder of Brady. And I just uh, yeah, I'm just no words to express how awesome this this situ- situation has been.
1: Well, you look back to the car accident he was in, and you were wondering if you'd have a son and all the emotions that you had to go through with that. That You yeah. talked about that being a reality check for everybody that, hey, it's a football game, but what's more important is family, and you really created a family atmosphere. And it's like you're a senior graduating with the rest of the seniors. You yeah, feel like that? Yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah,
4: the, uh, the, the seniors and, uh, and a couple of the moms talked me into being on that senior poster, which I was supposed to, but, uh, um, they, they talked me into it and we had our senior poster and the senior poster was the last dance. And so it was kind of a, you know, a last dance for them and last dance for me. And so that was kind of neat. Um, uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was awesome going out this way and you know what, it, it would have been awesome if we would have went out in level one, level two, we'd have found a lot of great reasons to uh, celebrate the season and, and everything that these young men have done. But, uh, But, yeah, back to the car crash, uh, his sophomore year, uh, the day after our scrimmage in August. Um, Yeah, it was a very scary moment, obviously, um, in Children's Hospital for five or six days uh, with uh, some broken vertebrae. Uh, Thankfully, he didn't have to do surgery. They stayed in place enough. Uh, A lot of broken ribs. uh, Had a lot of his uh, uh, top of his head was almost scalped off and got that back uh, intact. And uh, um, long haul to uh, to recovery. Um, you know, first thing he was asking is, can I play f- football again? And uh, the, the, the surgeon was like, well, uh, we, we're going to wait on that. Um, we're going to, you know, basketball, yes. Uh, track and field, yes. Uh, baseball, yes. But uh, football, I'm not going to give you a yes or no yet. So, you know, that weighed on his mind for a long time. But it also, I think, helped him to, to really stay the course as far as the healing process and the rehab and everything else that he had to go through. So, uh, but, yeah. That changed my whole tune. You know, I used to, you know, kind of have a thing with uh, the the, pledge, uh, the uh, national anthem at the beginning of every game. I do a lot of reflecting and think about, you know, uh, some of my uh, relation uh, that that is uh, gone from this earth, and and say a couple of prayers here and there. And I used to pray that we would have an opportunity to win and that we would, you know, come out on top. And I changed that my whole philosophy on that because uh, it really. The wins will come the losses will come but for our kids to stay healthy to stay happy to enjoy being around each other for our coaching staff to do their the, their absolute best that was my new focus for the last three years is just you know what let's get healthy if we stay healthy and if we're strong enough and we have some things work our way we're going to have an opportunity to win we don't I don't need to sit here and pray for wins I need to pray for health and happiness and positivity and uh, it just uh, it just shed a new light on yeah. competitiveness and competition and high school sports and and uh, it really kind of brought me back down to earth uh, and I was I'm thankful for, for a horrific situation I'm thankful for that uh, that one thing that kind of refocused my channel refocused my energy so.
2: Brilliantly said, a a terrific perspective change by Dave Poles, the head coach of Lodi, the Division 4 state champions, with us here. 14-0 season over Luxembourg-Casco, 38-14 in the Division 4 state championship game. The the perfect season, 14-0. 14-0, one of only two teams in the state that did that this year. Uh, Dave, what's what's retirement uh, from football going to bring for? I mean, what are you going to do with all your free time in the fall?
4: Well, there's not any free time yet, but um, there will be uh, some free time. And um, one of the big things... uh, that i'm looking forward to is just uh, having the opportunity to take off on the weekends um to go see uh my son brady up in uh in uh, uw eau claire along with uh jace Kalinski, henry Kepin, um, and uh, josh clon um, they're all going to be up there at uw eau claire helping to try to get that uh that program jump started again uh, and then uh, now that uh, uh, Mason's going to have this opportunity, I'm looking forward to being able to maybe, uh, you know, uh, shoot down, see him over the next couple of years. I know he's got a, uh, you know, a long uh, long haul to get to get himself uh, opportunities, but you just never know. Um, and then my daughter's at UW Cross. And so uh, being able to go to her outdoor meets or indoor meets all through the winter and uh, just not have the responsibility of, of preparation and the other things that go along with, uh, with being a head coach and all the head coaches out there know it's, uh, it's a 24-7, 365 deal, man. It's uh, You get an email or two or three every day that has something to do with football. You're constantly talking with sales reps. You're constantly planning for the next year. You're constantly looking at the weight room rosters and weight room attendance, uh, developing different fitness programs and uh, speed and agility things uh and uh you know there's all the uh, inventory and helmet reconditioning and schedules and meetings and what have you so uh, be uh, it'd be kind of nice to step away from that i'm gonna miss a lot of that i'm really gonna miss the uh the uh the organization part of it i mean that i'm gonna miss the kids and the staff but i'm all the staff are are, are my best friends so we're not going anywhere we're gonna still do a lot of things together but uh um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss the organization and that type of thing. And, you know, the month of August, I've never had a month of August in over 24, 25 years. So it would be kind of nice to golf all the way through August for the first time ever. <laughs> so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, maybe do a little hunting, a uh, little bow hunting again. I haven't done that for 27 years. So, uh, so yeah, i got a few things on the list of things to, to kind of look at.
2: Hey, you certainly haven't thought about it. That's for no. sure. <laughs> how, about you, how, no. about, how, how about you do your stand <laughs> Uh, you been
1: up on a deer stand since the uh, deer hunting season started
4: yeah yeah we uh, we got out for a couple of days to start the, um start the season and uh had a pretty good action Saturday but then all of a sudden Sunday it was it was dead and kind of hurt the same thing from quite a few other guys but uh uh Kyler Clemens, one of our players got a really nice buck and then imagine this Mason Lane Mr. Lodi himself gets <laughs> a monster buck as well on opening day. so he uh he kind of told his dad he's like this has been the greatest three days of my life. And win a state championship, uh, have a great game, and then shoot a monster buck on uh, on Saturday morning. So pretty
2: cool. Mr. Lodi himself. Well, I would also throw you in that category, Dave Poles. Mr. Lodi himself, the state champions in D4. Always great catching up with you, my friend. Appreciate you taking the time.
4: Yeah, you guys are awesome. Appreciate everything you do for high school sports throughout the Madison area and beyond. And uh, I've loved – getting to know you guys over the years especially you dennis man you came in here when i started and uh i just can't tell you how much your your passion and uh friendship means to me and so thank
0: you so much for everything and and hopefully we can sit down and have a cup of coffee
2: together someday oh you betcha i'm, I'm buying <laughs> all right can't turn that down dave pulls the head coach of lodi we continue next it's Zimbracondo's presentation of prep mania mm-hmm. Zimbrick Honda's championship edition of Brett Mania rolls on live from Pasquale's Cantina in Verona alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports I'm Alex Stroh. Before I introduce our next guest, there there seems like no more natural time to tell you about Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. Since 1961, Stoughton Trailers has been an industry-leading manufacturer and a great place to build your career. Hiring forklift drivers, welders, and more, head to stojobs.com. For more information, that's stojobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity. And now we are joined by Mr. Stoughton, the head coach of the Stoughton football team, coming out off of their best season ever, level four, all the way to the state semifinals. Jason Becker joins us now. Beck, what's up, my man? How are you?
3: Uh, You know, doing well. Uh, You know, certainly excited to be here. And uh, I know you guys uh, just gave that shout-out to Stoughton Trailers and, um, you know I'm going to give them another shout out. They have just been a fantastic supporter of Stoughton football in my 7 years here.
2: I don't know if your mics working Jason. Hold on. I know you want to give a give a shout out but let's try this one. It seems like that uh that mic's not working for us. So let's just fight through the technical battles here at Pasqual's. Let's try that one. There we go. Now we got you. Gotcha. Go. There we go. <laughs> but go on. I'm sorry. No, I
3: was just saying, you know, I know you just gave a, a- And uh, I just I, I wanted to
2: also give a shout out to So Ryan's not hearing you now. Uh, we weren't hearing you before. Right. Now we're just battling through. Try Let's try the other headset. There, there's an idea by, by the great Jason Becker. Here he goes. Jason's going to walk around the table.
1: When, when in doubt, switch yeah. headsets. When, when in
2: doubt, switch headsets. Let's try that one. All right. I hear hey. you. Ryan, back in the Everlight Solar Studio. Can you hear Jason? How are we now? All right. Hey, there that's fantastic, All right, Ryan. third time's the charm.
3: All right. Again, like I was saying, Stoughton Trailers has just been a phenomenal supporter of Stoughton football in the seven years that I've been involved in the program. Um, you know, without their their continued support, we never get that beautiful new field and, and complex we have, uh, and they just continue to support us and, and support so many great things in the community of Stoughton.
2: It was quite the year, right? Obviously, you guys were in a, in, in a tough conference. It was an up-and-down regular season and then as a seven seed you guys catch fire i i was dubbing you a cinderella Stoughton as a seven (laughs) seed all the way to the state semifinals what happened in the playoffs that made you guys so lethal and so and so darn good jason
3: you know i think it really actually goes back to the regular season it goes back to that deforest game um you know at halftime uh we were down right i mean pretty much everything that could have gone wrong in the first half went wrong and and we we spent that halftime really kind of challenging each other uh, you know the players challenging the players coaches challenging the coaches players and coaches challenging each other like who did we want to be and who who, are, who were we and i thought we played in a fantastic second half battled back i, I really believed if we had had a few more minutes in that game we, we find a way to win and uh, we were able to rattle off a few wins and then you know play mount horeb week eight uh, and, and lose that heartbreaker 13 14. Um, you know, and and that really kind of set the stage for that mindset of like, hey, we can supposedly this is the best team or one of the best teams in Division Three, right? They had been ranked uh, at the top all season long, and and I think that gave our guys the confidence they needed. And then we go into Week Nine and we play BK's team at Sun Prairie East, and uh, you want to talk about everything that could go wrong going <laughs> wrong in a Oops. game? <laughs> uh, it did, and I think that. That game was where everybody's like, well, okay, Stoughton season's done. They're going to go into the playoffs. And and then, you know, honestly, we were at the uh, the, the seating, uh, you know, reveal show and we, we watched the first bracket come out. We're like, okay, we're not playing Mount Horeb, which is who we kind of assumed we were going to play. And we're like, okay, we're not going there. We're not going. And then I actually had coaches start to go, you're sure we're in the playoffs, right? Before that fourth that fourth quadrant gets revealed and as soon as we saw Greendale my thought immediately went to hey this is fantastic we're playing somebody that doesn't know us and we don't know them uh I I don't think we could we could ask you know for a better draw and a better setup and um you know we went down to Greendale and and took care of business in level one and uh, as soon as we did that then then the ball was just rolling it was uh you know went back into back down to Waterford and, and did the same in level two and uh, level three, you know, Dennis and I talked on my, on my bus ride home after that game, and um, for anybody that was at that game, that might have been, I, I know for me personally, it was the greatest second half of football I've, I've ever witnessed. You know, we, uh, being down 16-0 at the half, uh, again, you know, as, as coaches, we all meet uh, outside of the locker room. We always let our players talk. First and, and kind of let them get their thoughts and ideas out with each other, and we weren't sure what we were going to walk into in that locker room. And um, that locker room was—they were—they were ready. Like they—they they were like, "Hey, we've been here before. Uh, we know what we need to do. We need to make some slight adjustments on both sides of the ball, and we're going to be fine." And uh, as soon as we scored that first touchdown and got that two-point conversion to make it 16-8, it was like. It was like a light switch flipped and um, you know that was just a, a, a phenomenal way to to come back and knock off the defending state champs and uh, you know unfortunately we ran out of gas a little bit in, in level four against a really good Grafton team and uh, I thought we still battled well despite some injuries and some other things that happened during the game and um, you know unfortunately fell short we got the ball inside the red zone five times and only put up one you know one score but um, you know, just incredibly proud of everybody involved in the program, uh, players, managers, coaches, everybody. You, you
1: were down here, third string quarterback, a sophomore. He he taken a varsity rep to that he had point?
3: Not taken wow. a single varsity uh, snap. And um, you know, again, right? There's a, there's another example of I think of you know just great coaches and and great game plan and everything else. Like I remember them literally talking to Colin about like, hey, listen. We are going to get you an opportunity to get a ball up to Shipper. Uh, you just have to trust this process. Trust this process. You know you're gonna you're gonna get this opportunity, and he throws that great deep ball to Sawyer, and then and then Cole made a great run on the counter to get in for the touchdown. And I don't know if you guys could see it from the press box, but on the next on the ensuing kickoff, uh, we ripped the ball away from their kick returner before the whistle was blown. But uh, the officials told me that uh you know forward progress had been stopped so pretty hard to argue that one in uh, in high school football especially so
1: yeah we knew at that point that was a turning point and then they end up coming down to yep to uh well the interception at the end kind of sealed it for there sure. but but again this is the way the kids played and you had a quarterback uh true vinnie that stepped in this year for you first year starter and uh, he had a fantastic year yeah
3: yeah he did you know um you know, I was just talking to some of the other guys tonight. I hadn't realized, uh, you know, quite how prolific of a season he had had until uh, Travis Wilson had posted on with Sports today, kind of the the overall state leaders in, in passing and rushing and those things. And he ended up, you know, as the 10th leading passer in passing yards wow. in, the, in the state uh, this season and just had a phenomenal year. And what's, what's crazy about Drew is, uh, you know, when you when you take into account the COVID year and some injuries and things he's faced, he hasn't he hadn't played a full football season since seventh grade. Wow! Uh, and so to do that, what he did. Uh, this year, And the fact that I've got him coming back next year is is just, you know, even more reason for excitement. I was just about
2: to bring that up, you know, him being only a junior. And, and when you look across your squad, kind of a young group, Jason. And we were talking off the air a little bit. You're going through the exit interviews still. Yep. Uh, how jacked up are you already? I know we're oh. only a few weeks removed, but how jacked up are you for this group yeah. coming back next year after a huge run? Yeah,
3: super excited, right? I mean, and, and that's been, the, you know, really kind of the story with, with the younger guys as we do the exit interviews. Uh, you know, you, you start on the old line. Obviously, we're anchored by our, our left tackle. And, and, you know, to have a have a guy who was just named a three star now, uh, you know, by. Saw that. Uh, and, and he's got a couple of power five offers already, and, and two other guys coming back on the old line. And to have Jay Johnson uh, back in wide receiver, and, and we've got a young uh, running back coming back, and Logan Headstrom, And, like, offensively, we're going to be in a great place. Um, you know, defensively, uh, Casey Quam. Uh, was, I think, the second or third leading uh, interceptor in the state at defensive back before he broke his leg in level two against Waterford. He'll be back to kind of anchor the defensive backfield and Leshawn Brown at linebacker. Uh, you know, it just really excited about uh, where we're headed and, and now we know the new challenge is no longer like, hey, can, can Stoughton make it past level two? It's can Stoughton maintain that success that they've found in the playoffs? And right and now it's now it's about maintaining and sustaining success and uh, and and you know making making deep runs year in and year out.
1: You were coaching wrestling, but you taking a little bit of a step back from full time. You're the track coach. Yeah. So you're gonna uh, how many football players you're gonna get out for track next spring? All of them. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know honestly, uh, that that's one of the things about being at a school our size that's so great is, you know, we have so many multi-sport athletes and so many tri-sport athletes across the board and. You know, just uh, we had a great basketball game in town last night against Mount Horeb, and and, you know, to look on the basketball court and realize how many of those guys playing meaningful minutes on the varsity, you know, basketball team are football starters, and and knowing, you know, we got our first uh, wrestling tournament of the year this year, and knowing the same thing there. And yeah, almost all those guys that, you know, basically if they're not playing baseball, uh, they're going to be out competing on track, and uh, we they, they actually have found a an excitement in competing in that four-by-one Fat Man Relay, uh, especially our linemen that all thought they wanted to just throw huh? and Oh, yeah, you, you don't know about the Fat Man Relay. I don't know the, the
2: Fat Man Relay. Oh, yeah, I'd like you to elaborate, oh yeah. guys. So,
3: <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm a big believer in that uh, you don't just get to compete in, in, you know, shot and disc if you're in track. It's track and field for a reason, and so we always make our guys... Uh, you know compete in at least one running event and and uh, Oregon runs a fantastic relays meet uh, and so we put together our biggest uh throwers uh so Russo and and some of those guys all compete in the four by one and then last year he also competed at our uh, our home invite in the four by one and uh, he likes to think he's a lot faster than he is yeah I would imagine and uh <laughs> you know he looks fast out there I guess for a guy that's you know six seven and three hundred and ten pounds right but uh, he's maybe not quite as fast as you know some of those other true sprinters out there. That
2: is uh, that is amazing. I, I did not know that. <laughs> so what's what's the process in the offseason? I mean, obviously you have to focus on track as the coach, but but how, how do you how do you take this level four uh, appearance and, and bring this thing to the next level? Well, you know, I think part of it is
3: um, you, you, we got to start breaking down some new opponents, right? Uh, Badger Small. Uh, gets realigned and, and we welcome back a, a former foe in Edgewood, uh, but we've got a new you know a new foe in Lakeside Lutheran who is going to have a new head coach. So you know, not sure what they're going to look like. I was kind of I was already starting to do some game planning for them, but now depending on who takes over as the head coach there, and then uh, you know two completely new opponents in our conference crossovers in Key Wascom and Kettle Moraine Lutheran that we won't know a whole lot about uh, to prepare for. But those games are going to be equally as important because they're going to be counted as conference games, and so. You know That's part of our goal um, for this next season is to try and win a few more conference games and hopefully uh, host some playoff games. As much as I enjoyed getting on the coach buses and going on two-hour bus rides, I'd prefer not to be traveling back and forth to Milwaukee every Friday. That's uh, if it meant that we were keeping winning and going to level four, I don't care how far we travel. Uh, to be There honest. is one
1: constant, though, right? You and uh, uh, Coach uh, Oregon? Yeah, oh,
3: yeah. oh, yeah. You know, and, and Coach Kissling and I have talked about that. Uh, you know, as long as Coach Kissling's at Oregon and I'm at Stoughton, we're going to continue to play each other. We're going to continue to play each other level one, our week one. And, um, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> this year, perfect example, right? Like, they go and beat us. Uh, I think they stop us. What they stop us on the one and a half yard line as we're going in for the game tying score? Um, you know, and then. Uh, they, you know, they they struggled. Had some great opportunities throughout the season. Upset Sun Prairie West there at the end of the year. Um, you know, it, it really just goes down to show when you're playing kind of those true crosstown rival games that anything can happen. You can kind of throw out the records and, and throw out those things. But yeah, we'll continue to play each other. And then we got a new opponent too in week two. Uh, we're going to play Green Bay Southwest. So. Looking forward to that one as well. My neckerlitz.
1: Yeah, a little, uh, little Lambo trip maybe. Uh, some uh, other yeah, stuff for the guys. We're
3: hosting, we're hosting them this year, and then uh, that following year, we are planning on doing, doing the Lambo tour and and doing some other things. We've we've actually done when we when we played Rapids uh, and went up to their place two years ago. We toured UWSP, and uh, the years before that when we uh, when we played Eau Claire, um, we toured UW Eau Claire. I, I love those opportunities to get our guys out. Um, you know get them on some college campuses get them meeting some college coaches getting them seeing you know what college football is all about in our state because you know so many of our guys I think just have this this idea right like it's kind of well we're, we're so close to Madison and they all think about like Wisconsin football and being great and don't realize how great the football the college football really is in our state sometimes until they get themselves out there and yeah if you could send
2: if you could send some of your guys to my alma mater steven's point that, <laughs> hey, would, I mean, that would be helpful because they've had a couple yeah, of, uh, yeah, hey,
1: yeah. The, the, the warhawks aren't too bad it's my son you know what
3: i mean coach Vinay. i i think he's i think he's going to do some good things there he needs some time right they're they're getting some facilities they're getting some things in place at at point and um, yeah, I mean, they, they've got their work cut out for them, though, because uh, obviously the WEAC is is the real deal. Very
2: good. Very good. Very good. Alex Drove, Dennis Semrau, and Stoughton head coach Jason Becker with you here on Zimberkanda's presentation of Prep Mania brought to you in part by UW Credit Union. Great rates for greater possibilities. Stop in or hop online at their website, uwcu.org. Jason, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for coming out. Go have a few more tacos while you're still Absolutely, here.
3: Absolutely, fellas. Thank you guys for having me on, and I appreciate it.
2: BK, Brian Kaminsky of Sun Prairie East joins us next. It's Zimbrekanda's presentation of Mania.
0: You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand.
2: On from Pasquale's Cantina in Verona. It is Superconda's presentation of Prep Mania alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau. I'm Alex Strupp, brought to you in part by the GRB Baseball Academy, which is baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000 square foot weight room. With personal lessons available year round, visit grbacademy.com for more information. Joining us now. Right here at Pasquals in Verona, he is the president of the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association. He is the head coach of the Sun Prairie East Cardinals coming off of a state semifinal run. He is Brian Kaminsky. What's up, Coach K? How are you, man?
5: Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's a great environment. What a, what a great night to talk, to talk some sports. Uh, I, I, I tend
2: to agree with you. Our, our jobs don't suck, do that. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, we saved our last
1: best regular season game for last. We finally got to see Sun Prairie East, and as, as Coach Becker mentioned, he drilled uh, Stoughton and go on to level three after that.
5: So something you lit some kind of a fire into the Vikings in that game. Yeah, what a great turnaround they had. Coach Becker got him believing in the playoffs, and it was, it was just great to see. It was very cool, and obviously uh,
2: the standard is always high at, at Sun Prairie, now Sun Prairie East, and you guys proved that again this year. Uh, you were one of the few coaches, Brian, in the state that had the opportunity to play uh both teams that ended up in the same division championship. You lose the Badger in, in level four and obviously played Wanakee earlier in the regular season. Uh, when we use the
5: term battle-tested, I, I think that defines Sun Prairie East this year, right? Yeah, we played some uh, great competition. You know, we always look to challenge ourselves in the non-conference games and play some great quality teams. And we played Monona Grove and, and McGuanago two playoff opponents. And then you had uh, Wanakee level you know, week three, yeah, we know everybody. Everybody thinks about them, and rightfully so. They're unbelievable, and, and then to make the run in the playoffs, we did. And unfortunately, came up short to a, a Great Lake Geneva Badger team, and uh, couldn't be happier for Coach Hensler and everything he went through to go ahead and get yeah. that win in a, in a great football game against Waunakee, and which uh, is real entertaining to watch. But uh, it was a great season for us, and uh, just so proud of our kids. You, you talk about
1: kids, you know, waiting for that opportunity, waiting for your turn. Your quarterback this year had. A, had him sit behind your son jerry for a couple years found a way to get on the field last year but then this year just took
5: off unbelievable i mean you know he comes into our office uh going into his junior year and he's like i just want to be on the field i know i'm probably not going to be quarterback we got jerry there can i move to tight end and i'll be honest i was a little apprehensive saying we know we got to keep your hand in quarterback he goes coach i could do all this and he went and earned the starting spot at tight end and then this year was a leader in the in the weight room in the offseason, getting our kids together and throwing during the winter months and the summer months. And my goodness, his numbers were right up there with Jerry's. And everything he did for us was tremendous. And we wouldn't have made it to the state semifinals without Drew Cavanaugh, that's for sure. And he had,
1: he had a pretty good receiver to throw to too, this year. Stoff had what, set some records there.
5: Yes, he an unbelievable player. Uh, broke every record we have at, at some period as far as oh, receiving. Really? Yeah, all-time in, in yards, all-time in touchdowns, touchdowns in a season, catches in a season, yards in a season. Wow. Unbelievable. I think he finished with... Uh, I'd be guessing here, but somewhere around 180 catches in his career and over 3,000 yards and you know, close to 30 touchdowns. That's Or 33 touchdowns, I think is what it was. So, unbelievable career for the, both those guys.
2: Well, we'll talk to Pat Rice in, in hour two of the program, Brian, but, but when we talk about kind of factories in the area, it, it's Mauna and Sun Prairie East. Can you just talk a little bit about the philosophy of developing these guys from, from youth to eventual varsity? Like a guy like Drew Cavanaugh, I feel like, is such a great example of that.
5: Absolutely. It starts with your youth program. Uh, and it, they're probably the most unheralded. The coaches you have in your program, because a lot of times they're they're volunteers, they're they're you know parents of players, but uh, they got to do it the right way there, and they got to grow our program and. Um and they got to put them in the right spots to be successful and get them to learn to love the game and understand what it, what it takes to be successful. And that's where it starts. And then you got to get to your freshman year and, and cultivate that culture and keep that going. You know, we like to, you know, we always, our goals are going to be high. We want to win a state championship. We've come up close. We've been short. Uh, but, you know, we're not going to shy away from that. Our kids, I think, have a culture. They understand to hold how to hold each other accountable. Cause it can't always be on the coaches. It's got to be on the on those student-athletes, and they got to understand what it takes to be successful. And I, I think they've done that, and now they understand what that uh, is and they understand what the culture is. But, again, I, I, that starts at the young levels for sure.
1: And it's also awesome. You're talking about multiple-sport athletes. You're a multiple-sport coach. you weight room, you track team you work with. How important is it to get these kids out just to build that sense of community year-round, not just
5: for their sport? It's the key to success, right? You got to be a well-rounded individual these days, and we tell our kids that there's going to be two questions any college recruiter asks, and the first one's going to be what's their grade point average. The second one's always going to be what other sports do they play. And when we hold our end of the season meetings, the first question I'll ask is, what's your grade point average? What other sports are you going to play? <laughs> and, and let's make sure you play other sports. You know, the weight room will be there. We can find our time to work around those other sports. You can find your time if you manage it well. Uh, but you enjoy your high school experience. You got one shot at this, right? You got one shot. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. You know, it, uh, it's special. It's a special time to represent uh, your community and to be with your classmates and all that stuff. And you know, if you're good enough, it's going to help you become better. You, too many kids want to specialize and i think that's where we're wrong as parents i think it's getting harder and harder on these young people because of us as as parents we're putting too much pressure on them oh you got to go do this right now you're you're two you're in second grade if you're not playing football or baseball or basketball year round you've got no chance and then you watch these people and they go spend twenty thousand dollars and it's like well there's your kid's tuition for college that you just spent by all this and then you know are they still around doing it in high school I, i i don't know but uh you know, I, I, we believe at least in, in having multiple sport athletes and it's, it's something we pride ourselves on and I think our community prides itself on. And I know the other coaches and the other sports in our school do as well. This had to be a real tough year for you. Your
1: son Jerry was part of the program, now off to college. You want to fill us in on what his freshman year has been like? What it has been like for you as a dad?
5: It, it's challenging, you know, not, not, not in the house anymore. and uh, You know, it's, it's been good. It's been hard. Um, you know he did give me access to his practice film so I could watch that whenever I oh, wanted man, to. that's but, great but uh, you know uh, different experience for him though he's going in, uh, to a division one place and and wasn't a starter but he understood that and knew and uh, you know he's going to do what he needs to do to be successful and he worked his tail off and had a great season in helping them get better and I think put him in a good spot to hopefully be successful and make a run at being the starting quarterback next year but I uh, you know there's a lot of learning that take place uh, and I remember talking to him after the first practice he's they got to practice in an indoor dome, and uh, they did a two-minute drill against the starters, starting defense. And he's with the starting offense, and music's blaring, and he's got to call the two-minute offense. He's like, oh, uh, "We went down and scored, but I know I was about ten minutes too slow." Like just <laughs> that process, right? And then that new experience, but uh, could be more proud of him as a student athlete. He's doing great in the classroom and and doing great on the football field, and, and we'll see where it takes him. So, as you crunch the practice tape, what's what's the takeaway? He's doing pretty good all you know, right good it's, it's i know you're good. a little biased but, yeah, you, but I, you're also am, his but coach you know so. he's got a good arm he's got a good he arm he works hard arm. he knows if i see an interception i'll get on him and then he'll be like oh dad i'm working scout team they tell me i have to throw at this guy i said no you don't throw an interception i'll find a way to complete it right yeah. so, <laughs> so, so it's fun there's no doubt about it
2: Our buddy brian kaminsky with us here on zimber Konda's presentation of prep mania i mentioned at the top you're also the president of the wfca the wisconsin football coaches association what, what, what's the hot button after, after the season? What's been the, the big topics, the big things that have come up from the, uh, the Coaches Association
5: perspective? You know, I, first all, I'll say the tournament, I think was awesome. I, I totally think a were. lot of great games. I think a lot of things played out in a good way. But, you know, the seeding and groupings is always a hot topic this yep. type of year. And uh, it's something we've talked about, and, and what can we do to always improve upon that? And I, I do like the seeding process. It's been three years now, and I think it's just going to continue to get better. Um, so I, I think people got to trust in that, and, and, and realize there might be some hiccups along the way. But uh, for the most part, I think we got those figured out. And then, you know, I think the, ne- the next one is going to be contact days. I think people are yeah. looking to add add a few more. And I I, I know we proposed um, to our to the WIA that we would like to go ahead and add a few more, and we'll we'll see where that takes us. But uh, the, the biggest thing is it's... Participation in Wisconsin has grown uh, in the state for football. Uh, the attendance this year at the state tournament. Now the weather might have been a little factor in that. It was great. Pretty uh, nice out. Yeah, yeah but they, but they broke the record for the for the best uh, attended state tournament uh, ever. Uh, so that that's good. So a lot of positives be taken away uh, th- th- through everybody, right? Everybody that's involved, whether it's you guys hosting the shows or, or their schools or whatever it might be.
1: You know, we were hoping for one additional team to make it to state. Sun Prairie Wanake would have been a great finals. I think uh, it would have been a lot more people there, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, that would have packed that. So, it would have been fun. It would have been fun. We came up short, and uh, you know, but uh, you lost to an eventual state champion. Now, does, yeah. does that
2: soften the blow? I'm always curious in the perspective on that.
5: No, it doesn't ever soften the blow. Oh, people want to say,
2: it but, but but if you <laughs> lost to them and they ended up losing to Wanakee, does that soften the blow? Does no, because okay. nobody likes
5: to lose. No, I know
2: that. I know that. <laughs> I know. Brian.
5: No, those but, are people that want to just pretend. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> pretend. It sucks you're, no matter if you, you lose. You're gonna throw a fit no matter. What. Yes, I mean, I, I think that's three years in a row we lost to the state champion, but. That's that doesn't help, you know, because we want to be that's the state true. champion. That's true. So you you want to go get it, uh, you know. Happy for Pat Rice and, and, and them getting there, and it was a great football game. But you know that that night, that night it's terrible, right? And for the next couple of weeks, it's terrible. And now I just started getting over it. So thanks for bringing that back up. You're very uh, welcome. But uh, you know, you, and then you get a chance to reflect, and you can say you were ten and three in the state semifinals. And that's a great football season, but you want to win that last of one. Course. There's no doubt about it. And
1: uh, we talked to Dave Poles earlier. It is. 24 7 365 right as a coach
5: especially for Brian yes for everybody it really is and you know I don't think you're going to see a lot of coaches sticking around for 20 25 years anymore there's just so much that goes into this job uh, day in and day out you know right now I mean I'm getting 10 texts a day from college coaches that want to come in you're trying to meet with your players going out you're trying to start the weight room you're starting trying to start your leadership council there's so many different things that go in this thing and you know, you are blessed with great players, but you also have to have a great staff that you can trust to do some of those things as well. And we we're fortunate enough to have that over here at uh, Sun Prairie East. How about a shot? Who's been with you the longest, on that coach? Tim staff? Bass. You know that, right? Uh, that poor guy, though. I gotta say it, man. Like I tell everybody, he's never—he's uh, <laughs> never won a game, but I've never lost a game. So uh, you figure <laughs> out that math somehow and how that works out. But uh,
1: we asked Pat Rice's question. You're the only th- what third coach in Sun Prairie history.
5: Yeah, since 1945. I mean, history goes longer than that, but since 1945, it's, it's been Coach Shee and Coach Sean and, and, and myself. And I, I, I just feel privileged to be able to, to say that and be a part of that. And tradition is something we talk a lot of, about here at Sun Prairie. And uh, I know it's kind of different now having two schools, but we like to think and hope that the tradition can stay with us. And we want to continue to build upon what those people uh, put in place before us. Well, yeah. and we've got to love your passion. We talked about the... Uh,
1: University of Wisconsin at Sun Prairie Stadium, right? Uh, I mean, most yeah. of these kids go on recruiting trips, and they have to go, well, well geez, i got a better stadium than right. this. What has that done for the
5: community, having that new uh, facility? Oh, it's great. It's great. You watch these other teams come in, and they bring out their cell phones, and they start filming the stadium, and you're like, okay, we might have this team right here right now. They're just <laughs> taking this all in. But, uh our community was awesome in supporting that referendum to get that done our school district was great in the way they planned it and the, it truly is a special place and you know we got to remind our kids how special it is cuz you've been there now for 3 years and and you don't want to take that for granted i think the hardest thing this year was when we played the other school going on the other sidelines and, and right. being on the visitors side that was weird i came out of the tunnel and took my left turn and i'm like oh, oh, wait, oh i'm wait, going wait. the wrong way <laughs> sorry don't mean anything about that uh, we're over <laughs> here so uh, but it's special and there's no doubt about it
2: Fantastic, Brian Kaminsky, the head coach of Sud Prairie. Dude, it's always great catching up with you. Always, always uh, informative and entertaining. You're the, you're the best.
5: Well, thanks for having me. I love it. Love everything you guys do, and let's keep it rolling next year.
2: Let's go crunch a few tacos uh, in the commercial break, <laughs> shall we, here at Pasquale's Cantina in Verona. Two locations, the other one in Middleton. Great tacos, great chips, great guacamole, and great beverages, which will, will surely be happening Whoa, uh, yes. after the show. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll be joined by the other play-by-play guys of our ESPN Madison crew, Hunter Vaughn, Jesse Nelson, and myself. Going to join Dennis. We're going to make him pick his favorite. It. That's coming up next. It's Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania.
0: Stories.
1: Three of the former players at sons were on this uh, particular Monroe team. The area's best high school
0: sports coverage.
2: Throws it down with two hands. The whole hoop is shaking. That's a 10. That's a 10, baby.
0: This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand.
2: Honda's presentation of Prep Mania Hour 2 of the championship special rolls on live from beautiful Pascual's Cantina in Verona. What I love about Pascual's, by the way, before I tell you about our great partners at Zimbraconda again, they have cacti around the restaurant wrapped in Christmas lights. So it gives a southwestern twist on Christmas. I love that. Anyway, I got to tell you about our friends over at Zimbraconda where for 50 years they provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles, the trusted staff. A Zimbra Konda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style for the market for a new Honda or used Honda. Visit Zimbra Honda in Madison today or head to ZimbraConda.com to search current inventory. Well, he is the dean, Dennis Semra. Hi, Dennis. Hello. I am Alex Strope. And joining us now... The hall monitor. The hall monitor, Jesse J. Nelson. <laughs> you too! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was safe
6: with the Dean. No one, I guess <laughs> that, that, right that, behind that, Kevin and Sheboygan trying to get me fired that, on Twitter this that's week. A,
2: that's
1: out of respect
2: more than anything. Right? I appreciate that,
1: sir. Is calling anybody
6: a hall monitor out of respect? Yeah, he's in charge. He's, What's he's, you, what, he's the man. I never was a hall monitor, but I do feel like I would have been a good one. I tend to agree with that. Also joining us, <laughs> Hunter Vaughn. <laughs> the hey! Middleton, Wisconsin it's, joins like, us. it's
1: like herding cats. He's got a hurt cat. So so, that's true. Dennis.
6: Yeah, you got nothing to say to Hunter when he hops on? You got any names uh, to Dennis call him? Dennis and I in? are good. Hmm. Well, we, we had some of the best games. That's... The only reason we're all here is to power rank your uh, favorite broadcast partners for and, the year.
2: And, that, I mean, I was just about to say, Dennis, we've gathered well, yep. you all here today. <laughs> I, I,
1: mean, what, I, I can't remember what games. Well, I know Hunter and I did Muskego. Yes. yes. <laughs> Muskego. Uh, uh, oh, what a win. What yeah. a win for the yeah. Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. And Je- uh, Jesse, uh, yeah, you would have been through the roof on that one. Uh, first career <laughs> field
7: goal. Game winner, time runs out. You know? a you know, forty-three yarder too. It's not like yeah. it was just like a twenty-something extra how point. How long
2: ago was this like, game, and how in the world do you remember that? Week one. It was, it was week one. This was how the season started it, on Prep you, Media. You, you, well, you remember week one and how well, uh, exactly the yardage of the field goal? It's impressive. Well, I was on the call well. from it.
6: Like, <laughs> I mean, Hunter and Dennis had memorable games this year. The rest of us, not so much. <laughs> not know? the regular season. Yeah. Well, who, had that,
1: uh, who had that? Uh, Sun Prairie East Stoughton game? That was me. Yeah. Hey,
2: but. Thanks to Brian Kaminsky and Jason Becker for stopping out. <laughs> yeah. Every game I had something broke, so
6: <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, Can we talk about that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was it Mount Horeb, Barneveld, and uh, yeah. the monsoon game. Yeah, but... The monsoon game where you broke equipment for probably the third time it's in the calendar. Still year. in
1: the shop because of that. Yeah. Oh that was the week what? after the uh, sauna in uh, Stoughton.
2: Yeah, where right, where, where, I, where <laughs> I was tripping I was <laughs> down layers. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, but we don't want to go there. Come on, Alex. Put your clothes back on. Well, I blame Wisconsin Rapids more than anybody for that. They stole our booth. Anyway, that's beside yeah, the Yeah, that's point. true. <laughs> so, uh, fellas, it's been a memorable football season. Camaraderie, laughs, great games. And even a few tears, Hunter and Dennis. <laughs> well, you know, we, we got we, we we, to we, we
1: give a shout-out, though, to who's the man behind the glass tonight. Uh, Chuck Stanger? R- R- oh,
2: you're referring to Ryan Wolf. Ryan, uh, Chuck's got man, uh, on he off, was right. at a
1: lot of games with us out there, so uh, couldn't do it without Ryan this year. Big part of the team. Absolutely. No doubt about that. And, and big, Colin, Colin,
2: Colin, Colin Russo, and Hunter, and of course, 25. on all of his video and play in the Alex Gravatt. And the new boy. Riley Yowk Yeah, the new yow. Updates. Chuck Stanger, our executive producer, <laughs> back for another year. The GOAT. Goat. <laughs> is this where we reveal the truth about Chuck Stanger? <laughs> no. We not, let that ride for another yeah, year? Not, okay. yet, yeah. not yet. Chuck will let, let us
6: know when it's time
1: to let <laughs> it <laughs> everyone.
2: It's fair enough. He won't ride off on of the, the sunset.
1: Not with Dave. Dave it's all Dave Paul,
2: So That's fair. That's fair. Dennis Semra, Jesse Nelson, Hunter Vaughn, Alex Stroup with you at Pasquale's Cantina in Verona. All right, Jesse. What was the best game you had
6: this year? I mean, is it a cop-out to say the state championship game? Fine, then I won't. I'll say the game before that. The level four, I always, Dennis, you're the one who taught me many years ago. It's not the state games that are actually the best games. Because even if you lose state, like a lot of times they can get one-sided and you, know, you, you get the reserves coming in because everyone gets to say they played a minute in the state championship, state tournament, whatever it may be. It's the game before state. That always seems to be the best environment. You're still in the home stadiums or a neutral site. You're packed in a gym for basketball. You're packed in the stadium for football. So for this football season, Grafton and Stoughton did not disappoint. And it's not just because Coach Becker's probably listening on his way home right now for (laughs) Pasquale's Cantina. Incredible game. Stoughton getting the furthest they ever did in a uh, football postseason the miracle way that they got there, they, out of nowhere, they ended up being one of the final four teams, not only in their division, but in the area with Lodi, Key and, and Sun Prairie East. It was just incredible, and the fact that they stayed competitive with a team that almost won a state title in Grafton the following week, it was such a fantastic right.
1: game. They beat one, they beat C2, and they beat C3, and Grafton was yeah. four. It was the only one that escaped them.
6: And they were, and even bringing a backup quarterback in in the second half of that game, they almost had an entire comeback. They got the ball yeah, and with we, a
1: chance to go take the lead and win the game. And we talked with Jason. It was the third-string quarterback who took his first varsity snap in the third quarter when Drew Vinny and starter went out. And threw a touchdown. It, yeah. it, it,
6: it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of people tune in for that game that night on on the YouTube channel. Just in, incredible game experience the, the atmosphere when you have those neutral sights of fans on both sides going yeah. crazy at every play by far my favorite game that we had and, it was,
1: and it was a warm press box And
6: and it was enclosed and temperature controlled.
2: Because that will knock it up Dennis' Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
6: yeah, there was no free food, so it's not in Dennis's top five. But the uh, climate-controlled press box does put it top ten, no doubt.
2: Canopy Wealth Management is a balanced approach to help guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape throughout your family's financial planning journey. They will serve as a partner, advocate, and steward to help achieve your goals with confidence. At Canopy, they believe... That values matter and strengthen the community. When you work with Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't just a tagline. It is a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. Hunter Vaughn, the best game of the year for
7: you. Was it that mosquito game or are we going elsewhere? I want to go elsewhere. Like, that game was great, and it's awesome getting a final second field goal. But I just, every time I think back on the year, I think about that Middleton-Verona game yeah. and everything that was on the line the first time they played i was on the call for that one i wasn't on the call for the second one i believe that was you Jesse. yeah i should have said the
6: middleton verona
7: game we could have confused everybody yeah that was also a good one in level two of the playoffs <laughs> but it, that midseason game it felt like a playoff game and it was the end of september i think they ended up playing in that one and having verona get out to a lead but then you see all the playmakers for middleton to march back into that game i mean every player that we talked about that's going to be playing at division one level in football made big plays, whether it was Sam Piloff, Gabe Piscini, of course Trey Poteat, and all of the great players on that Verona team. That was just such a good game and it was high scoring. I always I said it all year. I don't want a big ten West game. I don't want a 10-7 game. I would rather it be a 56-21 game because I just want to see scoring. Well, why couldn't we've had that stoughton Monona Grove game with 130 yeah. points were scored in that game? Yeah, that was uh, th- and
1: that was a goal line stand by Verona. Then at the end, which turned uh, a middleton away. Yep. they were down 21-0 on a big what first play from scrimmage, long touchdown pass. To, uh,
7: yeah,
1: Vlachka. Uh, yeah, who had a great year coming back from an ACL last a year.
7: Crazy memory. It's only for like these games that I call. I'm gonna forget where I left my keys, <laughs> yeah. but like I can, I'll pull up stuff from the games, and it, it's weird. I my forget wife my keys but... and forget everything. Well, so. what was your favorite game of the year? Stroke?
2: Oh, I, I'm with Dennis, and I'm going against your theory of the state games aren't always the best games because the Division II state championship game between Lake Geneva Badger wow. and Key going yeah. down to the last 40 seconds is the best <laughs> high school football game. I mean, in when you get a, a game like time.
6: that, it kind of goes against the the grain of the, the typical. Yeah,
2: there was only I think two or three state championship games that. Were decided by more than one possession, if I'm not mistaken. Um, most of them were pretty close.
1: I see Stratford, Darlington was 10-7. Edgar Blackhawk was, that a, blowout. was a, blowout. a blowout. Yeah. Then uh, Aquin- blowout. Aquinas, 32-13 uh, to 13 over Wrightstown.
6: Closer than the final score
1: would yeah, indicate. It was. And then Lodi, Luxembourg <laughs> Casco, that was a Lodi pulling away in the second half. Also closer than the final score. <laughs> uh, yes. Rice Lake in Grafton. <laughs> that was a good game. Yeah, that was a fun one. Badger the, won a key uh, one point game. Uh, uh, yeah, one point game. But the uh, how about the field goal by the German foreign exchange student? That uh, was the player. That, yeah, the, that was, the, the player of the, the final. What an amazing story! That first was, ever huh? field goal comes out and kicks it. Do You yeah, think I still
2: you. have eligibility left in a different country? Nope.
0: <laughs> no,
7: I, just because I don't, <laughs> don't want to see you try to be athletic, I don't want to say that I knew you. <laughs> well, when, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Enough about Stroh's
6: athleticism. You want to talk, talk about your retired soccer jersey or whatever you got hanging up somewhere? But all right, <laughs> okay. what? you said your favorite game. You played, so- I played the, high school
2: soccer. Yeah, yeah. That, my my jersey letter the winner or, or something. something.
6: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you said your favorite game. Hunter
1: said his favorite. I said my favorite. Dennis. Yeah, he, I, he already said his. Well, I, yeah, I, I, have, well, I have. Some to, of to us were right. chit-chatting. I didn't number. hear it. <laughs> right. I have to go with the, with the Badger wanna key with the Lodi game being second. First of all, Dave Poles. Mm. I remember when he took over as the head coach. And uh, his son was toddling along on the sidelines, and now he's out there hugging, like, you know, 100 high. It's a pretty emotional time. You know, Dave and I have gone way back. And uh, he almost lost his son to a car accident just before his junior year. So, I mean, just to see that out there and to know that the five kids that were water boys and and, uh, ball boys when they were in sixth grade, all of them make major plays. And then Mason Lane has decided to be a perfect, you know, for walk on at Wisconsin to see how the kids progress. And when you cover some programs, and I've covered Lodi for a long time, and I've covered Wanakee, all of Pat Rice's 12 state finals. So that's why because that one stands out just because he got so close. Our, our daughters played softball against each other. I mean, so we, we've got some history off the field as well. But... That game coming down and, you know, oh, why do you go for two? Well, they couldn't stop them. I, I, as good as Wanneke's defense has been over the years, they had to go against the flex bone when Reedsburg was in the Badger. Now that they're in the Mississippi Valley, they don't see him. And so they don't have a chance maybe to prepare, prepare as much, but the quarterback, Doyle, for, for Badger, that was one of the greatest high school performances I think I've ever seen. He did not make a mistake. Every time Wanaki had a diagram, he'd find that one-and-one. One. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, as you say, three yards in a cloud of dust. They weren't going to punt or kick. They were going to use all four downs. So all you got to do is average two-and-a-half yards of carry, and boom, there's your first down and four downs. So they knew it was going to be like that and. We covered the the Forest and Wanakee back to back where DeForest went for two and did it. Pat tried the extra point and it missed and they ended up losing. Was that part of it? No, I think they were from the word go, let's end the game here and what better way to go out with a state championship than on a two point but you gotta then give Bat your credit defensively. They couldn't stop Wanake either, but they stopped him on the two-point conversion, the biggest play of the game. Can I just
6: say also, oh all, all season long, we highlight these UW Credit Union Student Athletes of the Week and, and you get out and you know meet them at their different schools or wherever they their realm of competition may be, the golf course, the football field. The football players that we saw throughout the course of the year that were featured as our Student Athletes of the Week, they stepped up When we had their games, I mean, from Wanakee to other schools as well, the state championship games, like when we saw student athletes of the week that we featured on our station this year and in years past that have stepped up when we do the games, I think that's one of the coolest things that happens. with
2: our. What what a natural transition, as I was just about to say, Pretmania brought to you in part by. UW Credit Union, here for every U. Great rates for greater possibilities. Stop in or hop online at uwcu.org. UW Credit Union, Jesse, proud to support student-athletes in the area with the ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete
1: of the Week. And one of those was Matt Stenbroughton from Lake Mills, unfortunately out with an injury a couple games later that wiped out of season. He's going to be going to Syracuse to play next year. But he was a man against Edgewood in that game. Uh, Mm -hmm. Breeze, right right, right across the street from the station. You know, that was one of the easiest tricks we had all year. It was right there, unfortunately, their scoreboard and stuff doesn 't work out, so we worked around it but uh, yeah you 're right these kids came and you know, it was like Mason Lane Ma- Mason has been by the way spoiler alert he 'll be a profile you know Dave. Dave just got to give me his contact nah. he 's a little busy he 's a little busy right now, but you know, Mason's uh, also a state-qualified wrestler. So How about the Capitol
6: Conference, too? Back-to-back years with a state champion, uh, Colton Brunel, Mason Lane, like some of the great players, individual talents, but also team-wide talents that have come through that yeah. conference. Yeah. It's been great to f- showcase some of those teams that we don't talk about as much as well, some of our it, other
1: schools when you, they've been so good. You talk about the big dog, Bill Young, over at the Catholic Memorial and last year Columbus. This year it was like, could we have a Lodi Catholic Memorial. Well, Luxembourg-Casco took care of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) level four, which goes to show, you know, it
7: it can happen at any level. Well, and it's so interesting, too, Jesse, the Capitol Conference. Like, when I first started covering high school sports, I was up in uh, central Wisconsin at Watoma, and the Capitol Conference was looked at as just kind of like a, oh, okay, that's a stepping stone in the playoffs. You'll go through whoever won the Capitol, probably, and then you'll get into one of the big dogs probably a Milwaukee area school. And now all of a sudden it's completely changed and it's probably one of the deepest conferences across the board, whether it's football or basketball, as being one of the best conferences in the entire state, and it's so impressive and so fun to get to cover them Just all Just wait
1: year. for yeah. more realignment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, want, yeah until yeah, it yeah. realigns. got to figure out who's out what in what that is. conference right. next year. Yeah. Next year, yeah. yeah. year Edgewood leaves and, Lake say, Luther, and they joined yep. the Badgers. Oh, I thought
2: they were joining the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. No, <laughs> oh, good one. All right, well, Jesse Nelson's <laughs> night has come to an end. That's his Hunter Bonds. We will be joined by Key head coach Pat Rice. Coming up next, he's Dennis Semrau. I'm Alex Stroh it is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin on demand brought to you in part by the GRB Baseball Academy which is baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, 14 batting cages and 6,000 square foot weight room with personal lessons available year round. Over 300 college players and over 150 Division One players. Yeah that says GRB has led the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit the website GRBacademy.com for more information. You got let me get the last word on this one. Without you guys, you know,
1: it was a great year. So I get emotional here, being able to work with you three guys. This wait, a, was, wait a minute. So it, without favorite? us, it was a great year. So you're saying when you weren't with us, you had more no, fun? All, all, no, all three, of you, all three of you guys being able to call games. You know, I've been, this was my 40th year with the Badgers, 44th year covering high school sports. And I can't believe how fast this year went by. And how forward I looked every Friday night and our Thursdays and then the state tournament. And I think we had a great product. You know, Again, all the people that were behind the scenes helping us out. But it was, uh, I'll say this, it was a kick-ass year. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I could get away with that one tonight. You can and get away I, with it. I, I want to thank, thank you guys. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I can't pick one because everybody you brought something different. Yeah, and you can. You it's kept okay. me, you We kept, go back pretty far. Then. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, 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 Dennis. Dennis. You kept me on my A game because I didn't know what was coming week to week. To what Alex was. Uh, oh, listen to who he going. brought up first. Uh, you know uh, he was looking at me. <laughs> Hunter and I had great games. And, Jesse, <laughs> and I still remember J- Jesse more. calling calling us with a report when we were in the studio. <laughs> Chris oh Soldak. And he's dr- drowned rat over at Breeze Stevens trying to. I can't read his notes for a post game thing. The monsoon. And now, now he's the hall monitor. So yeah. how far he's come?
6: Dennis asked me, "Hey, can you tell us who scored that last touchdown for Madison?" He's no, Dennis. I can't. My paper disintegrated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how far we've come, huh? Still what a, here. <laughs> what a long, strange trip it's been. Your longest pal in high school football, Pat Rice of Key joins us next. It's Conda's presentation of Prep Mania.
0: You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on Demand.
2: Rolling on is the championship edition of Zipperconda's presentation of Prep Mania here on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin on Demand. I'm Alex Strofe, alongside the dean of area high school sports, the great Dennis Semrau. We are now joined in studio by the GOAT, Dennis, the greatest of all time from Wanakee. It's the great Pat, Pat Rice joining us in studio. Pat, how are you?
8: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I consider it an honor. First time I've been in studio. You guys uh, have a really uh, impressive operation here.
2: Well, thanks for saying that. Um, well, obviously, we're coming off a state-side of loss. So that's, uh, I mean, you got there, right? I mean, right. How, how do you deal with the emotions of, of such a tight game, one-point loss? Uh, but obviously, it's an accomplishment getting there. How, how's the last week and a half happen?
8: Well, you know, it, it obviously is disappointing. Um, but I'm so proud of our kids and the, the journey we took. Obviously, we ran into a good football team. We, we lost by a point, a bounce here, bounce there. Uh, things m- may be different, but uh, give credit to Bad- Badger Lake Geneva. They did a great job. They run a, t- a flex bowl and triple option. Did a really uh, admirable job in terms of the, the way they executed. Um, you know, they didn't get behind the chains. They they did a number of things, but the the fact that our kids hung in there when we talk about it all year uh, that we're not predicting scores or anything like that, but we- we're going to be together and we're going to stay together. And I think our kids. Uh, exemplified that more than more than you can even believe because it was there was adversity and and uh, the way they, they rallied around each other and the pride they took and, and uh, continued to keep playing and played every snap we had a chance at the end uh, that di- didn't work out um, but I'll tell you what the, we could not be more proud of this group of kids and the way they they represented Wanakie on off the field and just how how hard they played it was you couldn't ask for anything more. When uh, you had a runner-up, you ran into this situation
1: before, last second, yeah. the, the extra point didn't work out. That year DeForest, Mike Minnick, it was his last game, mm-hmm. and he's going down the sideline going, we're going for two, going for two, because they knew they hadn't done anything mm-hmm. all
8: game. With the way that offense was going for Badger, were you thinking that last drive you had to go for two? Yeah, we, were, we, we weren't real confident. In, their, their execution was at such a high level, and they were a four-down team all the time. So, yeah, that was uh, discussed, and, and there wasn't much thought when we, we got there. I think we scored with forty seconds left, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was a, uh, not really a discussion. We'd 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 thought about it. We thought that was our best opportunity to win the football game. I imagine, Pat, not many times uh, there's been state records broken against you, but
2: Vance Johnson also ties a, a state record in that game with four touchdown passes. Uh, so that was that was kind mm. of a, a ridiculous game in terms of the state record books. I, right. I mean, when you look at it that way, I mean, it's got to be like, wow, that was one of the best football games that's ever been played at Camp Randall.
8: Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people. I've, I'm, I'm still not at the enjoyment phase yeah, of the game point. yet, but, uh, <laughs> but I've heard that from a number of people that, that it was just a wildly entertaining game. And, uh, you know, when you're in the – in the fight and in the battle. Um, yeah, you you weren't thinking about that. You're just trying to, you know, find some answers to some things. And um, you know, I I'd, I'd heard that from a lot of my coaching colleagues and um, my friends. So uh, yeah, in in game it didn't feel like that. Um, hopefully, when the smoke clears here in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, I'll call you in two months and ask <laughs> about that. I think
2: I think then we can look back on it and laugh. So I, I know you kind of summed it up for us. But what was what was kind of the message to the to the squad after? Uh, after a tough one like that?
8: Well, the message of the squad is each year we try to write our own chapter. And, uh, you know, I think that this group was was unbelievable that way. We, we uh, dominated, you know, the entire season early. And then, you know, we played Kukano beat Kimberly, and, and was a really good football team and uh, really showed what we were made of in terms of just being able to stay in the fight. We ended up uh, winning that game in a close fashion. Um, and just the way they did it and um, and then you know the the last game disappointing, but like i said if if a play goes one way or the other it 's probably a completely different deal so we we don 't we try not to tie it all, and we never do to wins and losses we We talk about the journey, we talk about their teammates, we talk about the experience um, And how special it was, and it really was a a special year. We've had a lot of great teams, and what I told these guys is the legacy they left was as special as as any of them. We were really proud of of the way they were. They worked, they practiced, they loved football, they had a lot of energy the entire year. Um, They were extremely coachable, they understood our schemes and systems, and um, it was just a great team, led by our seniors. We had tremendous leadership with this group. Uh, our, our community and our, our parents and the, the fan support was was outstanding. I think you can take that for granted a lot, but we just had, um, you know, it was it was a tough ending to an unbelievable season. And, uh, and again, I, I don't like to take credit away from Badger because they, they did a nice job. They were a good football team. We understood the kind of game we were going to be in. It really didn't surprise us at all. Uh, they They beat... Kettle Moraine pretty soundly, and and Kettle Moraine ran through the classic eight undefeated. So we understood that Division Two was pretty loaded this year, and uh, you start throwing in some teams that, that we were seeing down the down the line. Uh, we knew we had to play good football. So you know we did play good football, and these kids played their tails off, and and I think we'll be you know forever remembered as one of the great teams in Wanakee history. You're only the third coach in the history of Wanaki football. You look at Sun
1: Prairie, another one, uh-huh. with Brian Kaminsky over there. Um, the legacy, you want to talk about, you know, Gail Quinn was the guy that brought you in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's passed, but uh, the impact he had that got you started. That first year, you started 0-4, Yeah, and you go 4-4. I'm sure people are going, who is this guy coming in? And you look at it for four from that point on, three forty two and forty. I mean, that's yeah. that's a pretty good, uh, yeah. That the best winning
8: percentage history of the state right now. Yeah, Coach Quinn. Um, first of all, Coach Trata uh, established the tradition there, um, and I knew him because I was fortunate enough to coach uh, his two grandsons, so I, I had a relationship with Coach Trata. Um, coach Quinn was a good friend of my dad's, and. Um, You know, I had known Coach Quinn since I was younger, and uh, um, he was a mentor of mine. He was one of the guys that probably impacted my life um, more than anybody. He's um, why I am where I'm at, and he backed me, and he he had a huge um, uh, meaning to me. Um, uh, I miss him a lot. Uh, he He set the standard, I think for want football. Uh, we tried to live up to that standard. We still do things you know today that that are warrior huddle and a lot of traditions that i've i, I didn 't run away from those traditions. He was a great man and a great mentor, uh, great football coach, great leader and um, you know I think uh, between him and my dad, those were two guys that really um, you know had a lot to do with um, you know the, the why I coach, and maybe how I coach, and uh, loving the kids, and and you know the small communities, and having opportunities to move, but not really wanting to move. Coach Quinn was there for a long time. My dad was in McFarland for a long time, and uh, you're lucky enough to have people like that mentor you and and guide you and be friends, it makes, uh, it makes things easier. I used to have to go to Coach Quinn. You know, he was our athletic director when I took, o- took over, and he always was real careful to say, hey, I'm not going to, you know, impart anything. If you ever have questions, I'm here to answer them. And, and he, sure enough, was all the time. And, uh, uh, you know, even when he moved to Arizona... We stayed in really close contact uh, in terms of, you know, he, he had a vested interest in to keep football, and he was always an ear for me to lean on, um, you know, in terms of trying to build our program, um, and he, I always felt he was with me the entire time, uh, along with my dad. Well, this team, you, you have coached some kids whose dads you coach. Yeah. yeah. So that, again, tells you how long you've been around. Um, you Vance, first of all, and yeah. and uh, Lindley. Yeah, Lindley, Vance. I mean, I've, I've now I've been doing it a while, so I've, it's actually happened quite a few times. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Ben's dad, uh, Ryan, um, was in '92 when my first year as, uh, as the uh, football coach, he was our tailback, and and, and unbelievable. He went on and started three years at Northern Michigan. Uh, the, i kid him all the time. My my first year, one of the reasons we started off a little slow is he was. We built our program around him. We we're a multiple I team, and he was allergic to grass. And uh, we at that time played on grass, so until it froze ryan was having problems staying on the field and and uh, just had a, a bunch of allergic reactions so i, I told him a, a lot of times he aged me quite a bit that first <laughs> year um but he was a tremendous player and I, still is our booster club president to this this day has been a, a really coach middle school football for us has been a part of my life big time uh since that very first year uh and and then tj uh todd johnson Uh, Vance's dad was our since in my 32 years as the head coach was our only three years starting quarterback Um, and he was kind of in that range where we really started to come into our own we were really trying to catch Monroe at the time, and uh, and and uh, Todd had a lot to do with that. He was a, a really played both ways for us. Quarterback uh, went to Northern Michigan as well on a scholarship, but was a tremendous player. And you can see that in both the two boys, you know Ben uh, and Isaiah. Uh, played for us as well, but both of his boys were just class kids, worked their tails off, um, leaders, uh, much much like uh, uh, Ryan was. And then uh, TJ uh, and Vance, you know Vance was uh, is kind of a dual threat kid and TJ was a dual threat kid before it was even vogue to to be a a dual threat guy and so I think they both have passed along a lot of traits to their kids leadership and the love of the game I think more than anything and the pride and tradition and what our program we've tried to be about you know for many years and uh, I think they they did a great job as fathers uh, and and same with their wives (laughs) raising those two boy those boys the, the way they are so it's hard to compare teams you had
1: 12 teams go to state you know state finals but when you have that that's part of the culture so they knew the expectations and the level so probably pressure i mean there's pressure on these kids tremendous pressure especially in the community you had a you had a span where you guys didn't lose a home game for what 16 years or something like that but
8: you could see that from what their dads taught them that that was you know yeah it's kind of kind of being a warrior yeah and it's kind of a privilege i mean we really try to de-emphasize the pressure. Honestly, uh, we try to just go game by game. And I know that's always sounds cliche, but we really did try to get better every day. You know, which whatever team it was, really talked about the process and uh, and understanding where we had to get to each week. And that's maybe one of the reasons we've had a record like we've had. We didn't really overlook anybody. We we didn't take other teams for granted. There's a lot of really good teams, and I have a lot of respect for all those programs. And so we. just really kind of stayed in our own you know kind of lane and really worked on trying to get better uh daily and which isn't the the you know cool thing to say but i think that the kids kind of understood the pressure but that that expectation was it was fun you know you play in warrior stadium it's a packed house and um there's electricity on on every friday and um in the school there's electricity and uh you know it's it's it didn't feel like pressure it felt like a blast uh want to football was you know fun and that's what we wanted to be is fun and a great experience for the kids
2: and, and it certainly has been as we chat with with pat rice here
8: yeah you you, you talk about uh being so close
1: first of all you don't stay in a hotel i mean kids kind of right. keep things normalized but it's not want to keep football if you're not Play the Camp Rattle Stadium, right? Yeah, all well, your teams have made it there, so that's—I uh, don't want to say it's a divine right, but these kids know <laughs> they've got to pay the price because you had a group. You had, you've had some ups and downs mm-hmm. through those those yeah. years,
8: but uh, what made this group special this year for you? I, what do you I think stands out. You know, most? one thing when you were mentioning that, I, I was—we're we joking among our staff. We've actually had almost a season and a half of home games at camp randall i mean just you know it's it's it really is i feel so blessed um to have the type of kids and the and the, the, the coaches and the um, groups that we've had. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, you sometimes I think of my dad, who's a great coach and didn't have a chance to play there once, or Coach Quinn. The playoffs weren't as established then. He had some great teams that never got to play in those playoffs. And so you kind of you try not to ever take that for granted. Um, it's not just a, each year's its own kind of – uh, deal and this group I think yeah they had a they had a certain um just again and the last few groups we've had have been that way they just love football they love the practice there isn't it wasn't fake enthusiasm it was we were out there and uh, just getting better, and and um, you know, no matter what the kids' roles were, we had great scout teams. Uh, we had great guys that were understood their roles and and contributed whatever way they could, and and that's what made it, you know, made it this group special. But I think it they've learned that from other groups. We've just always had that that kind of uh, culture and chemistry that we're all in this thing together, and uh, win or lose, we're staying together, and we're gonna we're gonna you know write the best chapter we can write with. This group and, and these guys were were unbelievable. I think our seniors this year um, really, you know, on these teams that are really special. At some point, you kind of almost hand the baton off as a coach, where the, there's ownership and leadership, and it's almost like you're you're coaching coaches, and that and that's kind of how we've we've been with our special teams, which this is one of where they. They understood what we were trying to get done, and they were part of the process. And it, it was not like us and them. It was just strictly us as a team um, in that locker room. And, and the, the the way we communicated and the way we approached practice and the way we approached the offseason grind, they, they were all in and bought in. And um, when you have a team like that with leaders like that, you always have a pretty good chance to be uh, a special. As we wrap up
2: with Wanakee head coach Pat Rice here on Zimbrakonda's presentation of Prep Mania, thirteen and one season. But I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, Pat, about the uh, the, the passing of Reed Ryan, a, a former Wanakee player for you, terrific student athlete, uh, passed away this week at the the age of twenty two. It's kind of rocked the community. Just wanted to get your uh, your your thoughts on that
8: yeah it certainly has you know um reed has always stayed part of our program i i am not just saying this he's one of our most special kids he was an unbelievable i can't probably articulate how good a football player he is you probably could ask a number of teams that played against him he was tremendous and uh but the thing that made him unbelievably special is how he treated everybody else in that school um with respect, he was humble. He was not what you, you know, any kind of a stereotype of an athlete. He he just was a gentleman. Um, but when he was on the field, he he really played hard. And yeah, I mean, if if there is a Mount Rushmore of Wanakie football players, Reed would certainly be on that Mount Rushmore. He he represented everything that's good about the sport and and really uh, everything that's good about you know people in general. He just. Um, uh, really was great, and and I was fortunate enough, you know, throughout his life, um, and after he went on to North Dakota State and Minnesota Duluth, he would always be back, obviously in the off season with us in the weight room, but he also. Would be you know busting off texts and talking about how special it was and making sure I let the players know that you know how special the, their opportunities were and not to let them pass them by and he you know he he was a leader all the way through he texted me uh, the morning of the state championship game he 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 was just a really special considerate guy uh, that made people around him better and I, I can't say enough good things about him I uh, I loved Reed and and he knew that and I think he feel, felt felt same way. That's yeah, a tough day for the Wanake community. Our, our thoughts and prayers with
2: the Ryan family. We'll wrap it up next. This is Imbricana's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN in Wisconsin On Demand.
0: we are listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand.
2: Wrapping up Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania here on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin on Demand, alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau. I'm Alex Drove at Pasquale's Cantina in Verona, putting a bow on our 2023 high school football season. Canopy Wealth Management has a balanced approach to help guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape throughout your family's financial planning journey. They will serve as a partner, advocate, and steward to help achieve your goals with confidence. At Canopy Wealth Management, they believe that values matter and strengthen the community. When you work with Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't a tagline, it's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. Well, Dennis, uh, we, we talked to four high school football head coaches today who all had brilliant seasons. Of course, Dave Poles winning the Division 4 state championship. Pat Rice and uh, Wanakee, runners-up in Division 2. Brian Kaminsky, Sun Prairie East, er, uh, in the semifinal, tied for third place in Division 2. And, of course, Jason Becker and Stoughton uh, falling just short in Division 3 in the semifinals. I mean, what some great area high school football we had this year. That was an incredible year. You
1: look at the weather, I mean, it couldn't have been any better for the last two days. And a lot of these guys are deer hunters too, so it was interesting. I talked to uh, Dave Pauls before. I said, "So you got your deer stand, or there's somebody setting it up for you?" Ah, oh, we were out two weeks ago. Weather was great, <laughs> so he was ready to roll. And um, he said uh, Mason Lane, you know, had a great game at quarterback. Uh, he got a huge buck on Saturday. He went to his coach uh, the other day. He goes. I've had the best three days of my life—a state championship, and I got a buck. <laughs> and So he's, he's thrilled. You know, a lot of these guys are hunters, fishermen too. They have all a chance to do a little bit more. So, but uh, yeah, it, the the weather was great. We were lucky. We had a couple of <laughs> ups and downs during the season with it. That sauna at Stoughton. i remember that uh, sauna and
2: Stoughton and the uh, in the, the, s- the swamp and Mount Horeb. In Mount Horup,
1: but uh, we had great coaches. Uh, the kids were just awesome. Like uh, Jesse had mentioned earlier, a lot of our prep profiles, are student athletes of the week for the UW Credit Union, just uh, brought their A games when we got to highlight them. And uh, uh, for the most part, a lot of kids stayed healthy. We had a few injuries, went down. Uh, Quam for Stoughton, get, yeah. breaking, you know, breaking his leg in the, uh, the the second level, which cost him because he was the backup quarterback and, and all-state safety. So we saw some 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 ups and downs with that, but you look back and when we were doing our coaches uh, conference you know bringing out 16 coaches in and do the little round table and uh, how successful most of those coaches were during the year they had great years and uh, just the wealth of knowledge and the ability we got here you know, do you have a superstar team or super you know, guys going all major one well, there's a lot of d1 athletes around here but it's just good high school football and for the coaches to say the numbers are going back up is a great sign. But we survived the pandemic. The city Madison schools really suffered being off for like 15 months. Madison Memorial has made it, but east-west LaFalle had have been really struggling. I hope to get the numbers up, young coaches, get them going again. But uh, now next year we get another round of uh, realignment. Here you go. It's like every two years. Every it happens. two years.
2: Every two years indeed. But uh, obviously bright futures for a, a lot of the programs in the area. We talked to Jason Becker, Stoughton, so young and making a level four run. But you mentioned Edgewood. You look at a program like that. Uh, there's a familiar, two, two familiar last names on that Edgewood team that are on the come up. Last name Fickle.
1: Yes, might ring a bell. We got to see both uh, the coaches' uh, kids play, and uh, they're sophomores. They're, as uh, Jesse said, they're Norris said they're beast, but they're sophomores. And what are the best things about sophomores? They become juniors. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, and then seniors. Want to
2: know the best thing about juniors?
1: Become seniors. Yeah, exactly. You bet.
2: And, and uh, a lot of area schools going to be dealing with that. And, and some of the great area teams we didn't even mention that we got to see a lot of this year. Uh, we're sitting in one of those cities, the Verona Wildcats under head coach Andrew Riley, had a pretty darn good season. Phenomenal. They lost that heartbreaker to Muskego, but then they
1: went on and got past that first round of the playoffs, which they've struggled to do. And uh, you look at their program on the rise, Trey Poteet, one of the best players you know in the country, and we get to see him at basketball yet this winter. Yeah, we do. And then another football season for him. He was outstanding. Laga Messina, the quarterback, stepped in after uh, Andrew had him when he was in youth. And to be able to watch his development, uh, we talked about Velichka earlier, wide receiver for Verona. Um, yeah, Mount Barneveld. I'll tell you the job that uh, Brett St. Arnold's done Absolutely. there. It's just been fantastic. And they got so close. You look at other game, great games, that one. You know, Christian Collins, three touchdowns, 200-some yards rushing. But with 50-some seconds to go, Mount Horb drives the length of the field, and then a pass gets batted away in the end zone. It wasn't even a Hail Mary. They got down to the 20. Yeah. They were so close. And if they get over that hump, I thought we would have probably seen them at uh, at uh, the camp. So, uh, uh, yeah, you I mean, look at some programs. That covers Sauk Prairie on a regular basis after having a winless season a couple of years ago, they came just one game shy of the playoffs. Uh, Went over Stoughton, or DeForest would have pumped them. And so you look at some great young programs. Uh, Columbus had another outstanding year, but had to go to lacrosse Aquinas. And so, you know, is repeating the state champion. That was a tough game for them, but uh, Coach Selgrad's done a great job. Sure has. He, look, look at what his record is in three years there. has been phenomenal. How about then, the Cheesemakers? Uh, Monroe Cheesemakers and Toby Golombeski has been battling cancer since last year. I yeah, made it through the season, and uh, our thoughts and prayers are with him that he can have a recovery. But what he's done with that team, and then the best player has got to be Colton Brunel that I saw Yeah, uh, on both sides in of the Columbus, ball. Yeah. yeah. You look at what he did. Uh, As a running back, first running back over 7,000 yards, as a state record. And then uh, over 300 tackles on defense as a linebacker. And uh, he's, wow, Uh, got to see him play a couple of times. Wish he could have made one more trip to Cambrano,
2: but unfortunately uh, Aquinas got in the way on that one. They did. They did. He's Dennis Semmer. I'm Alex Strove. It is presentation of Prep Mania live at Pasquale's Cantina in Verona. The delicious food today, Dennis. Can we talk oh, about the spread oh, we great. had today? We had the tacos. We had oh. the guacamole, the good salsas. It was, it was great to have the coaches out. It was great to eat the food here at Pasquale's Cantina. We appreciate them for having us out here in, in Verona. A uh, good way to, to cap off the uh, the high school football season with a, with a couple of tacos. I'm sure we'll we'll have a uh, we'll have an adult beverage after the after the show here, uh, waiting for us to celebrate, and uh, it's a great way to cap it off.
1: Yeah, I can't thank everybody enough. It's been a great year. The coaches have been phenomenal, and you know, the statisticians, and uh, so shout out. to Travis over at Wisports Sports that puts up so much about high school football on there for us and for the coaches. Anybody that's supporting high school sports, seeing our local TV stations out Channel Three, Fifteen, and Twenty Seven, all their crew out. Yeah, They're, you know, Jack, you know, doing that that you know, Friday Night Blitz, Yeah, trying to get Him home. Him and Anderley do a great oh, job, boy. absolutely. I, I, I tell you, just to promote high school sports, anybody that does that, you know, I think back to you know, a long time, Jay Wilson, uh, phenomenal he was, and he still is doing stuff for high schools behind the scenes, even though he's retired as a TV anchor. All the people that, that really think about the kids, it's all about the kids. It's not about the parents. It's not about us. It's about uh, having a great opportunity to participate in a great sport and do it with your friends. And uh, they talk about uh, I think back to Pittsburgh. We are family. The Willie Stargell era when they won and that theme song, and that 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 kind of I think echoes through my mind every year about this time when the football seasons are wrapped up. You got kids that are in tough situations. Their football family, in some cases, is their family, and uh, how much it means to be part of a team. And it's the same thing here with ESPN with what we get to do. Glad to be part of a team with you and uh, and Jesse and Hunter doing games this year, and, and Ryan and Colin. And, Riley and, and the crew,
2: no doubt. And G Chuck and,
1: and G and Chuck. So uh, it's been a great year. Now look forward to basketball season. Now, now we we have to worry about getting to the games. Now we're inside in the nice hot gym, but to getting the, to the driving, games number one, but fun. also
2: number two um, is is uh, of course the weather uh, and the cancellations, cancellations. and uh, making sure everything works out. Before we do our thank you, he's got to tell you one more time about our friends over at Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers since 1961. A a industry-leading manufacturer and a great local place to build your career. They're looking for welders and and all the in betweens. Forklift drivers. Check out their website stojobs.com for more information on that. That's stojobs.com. Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers. Big opportunities. Well, a big thanks to Ryan Wolershine back in the Everlight Solar Studio producing our program tonight a big thanks to the four head coaches that uh, either popped by or joined us earlier today brian kaminsky from sun Prairie East, jason becker from stoughton pat rice from wanakee and el champion <laughs> dave poles from lodi going out on top a big thanks as well to jesse nelson and hunter vaughn for joining us tonight for the dean dennis Semrau. i'm alex strofe congrats to El champion, Dave Bowles. That'll do it for us tonight. We'll talk to you basketball season, Dennis. All right. This has been Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'm Alex Strofe. Have a great night,
8: everybody. Dr. Schwab is a board-certified general surgeon who can help with many simple and outpatient procedures to alleviate varicose and spider veins. Visit StoughtonHealth.com to learn more. StoughtonHealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together.